Hi there. We met Vera Fisher back in November at the event we throw every year in Mount. Our team had set up these two big recording booths in the crowded, busy main hall at the event. We were asking people to come in and record their own stories. We asked questions like, when was the time that you hit rock bottom? So for me, I lost four relatives in one year. And at that time, I started missing everything. I started missing appointments. I wasn't talking to clients. Nothing was going right for me. People started dropping me off their radar. I mean, I just fell off and let grief take me in all areas of my life. And it really showed up professionally. So I kind of got dropped in all areas. And eventually, I got up. I mean, it took some time, but I got up. And that's whenever I grew the hungriest. I found my passion. So although it was my rock bottom, I guess you could say it was my Kickstarter. Uh, because those rocks built up, and I was able to kind of start climbing the mountain just from those little stones that I had to endure in my life. So although it felt like rock bottom, I would say it was probably the best thing that happened in my life, the thing that changed my life. This is Jasmine Ellis. I'm out. Or this one, when we asked to tell us about a time when you had to be flexible and adapt to an unforeseen change. I remember a time when I was in college at Alabama State University in Montgomery, Alabama, and it was right before graduation. It was literally two days before graduation, and then I had to come up with, uh, seemed to be uh, a really, 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 really sizable amount of money in order to cross the stage. And so one of the things that I had to really, really think of like super, super quickly, because I had my mom, my dad, my sisters and brothers coming into town to watch me walk across the stage, I figured, hey, be resourceful and really figure out how you can get the $2,354 needed uh, to, to walk across the stage. Well, guess what I did? I quickly, realized that I had a gift uh, for Gab and I purchased a, a lawnmower and I went out and I literally cut all of my neighbor's uh, grass for two days straight and I only came up with about $350. I had someone else uh, to match those funds and luckily I had several hundred dollars left in my account. We even had some people go off book. I worked for a franchise, which was also a spa and salon, and I was trying to partner with this really high-profile hotel company, and I had hired a brand new staff and had great credentials, and I really trusted them tremendously until this one woman walked through the door, provided her this experience. During this service, she was receiving a full waxing service down under and our services normally would range about 45 minutes. Well, an hour and a half had gone by, and my staff member had asked me for cleaning supplies. Handed over to her, come to find out that the client was still in her room, and these cleaning products were used on her. So I have this woman running through my hall screaming, you burned my vagina, you burned my vagina. So I'm freaking out now at this point, being new in management, trying to build these relationships, thinking into myself, holy crap, this is gonna be all over YouTube, this is gonna be all over Yelp, this is going to ruin this business, and I'm freaking out. Called Poison Control, took all the right steps, took care of her medical bills, but come to find out that who we were partnering with 
just so happens that she was related to the hotel in which we were located in and also who we were partnering with. So that was my first experience trying to build a relationship with local businesses in our area. Thank God all ended well. I had a really nice support system until this day. I see her and we're fine, but definitely not something, one for the books. But there was one story that really stuck out to us. And it was from a woman named Vera Fisher. Uh, the, the year is 2004, and I am director of marketing for a publicly traded software company. And I'm on maternity leave. I'm 10 weeks in. The company does a reorg, and I get laid off on maternity leave with a 10-week-old baby. More to come. I'm Kit Bodner, and this is The Growth Show. A week before our freshman year of high school, Vera Fisher's mom died after struggling with undiagnosed depression and alcoholism. All of a sudden, she was under the care of her stepfather. I was that student that was, uh, I stayed out of trouble. I was really quiet, but I had a little side life going on where I hung out with people that were four or five years older than me and I kind of could do whatever I wanted to do because my stepfather was also an alcoholic and he was passed out by seven at night. So I pretty much did whatever I wanted to do. And that is so cliche, but it's the truth. She made it through and left for college on her stepfather's dime, but her grades slipped hard. And so what ended up happening is he cut me off. I'm like, son of a biscuit, what am I going to do? And at this point, I'm 19, and I'm like, okay, going back and living in that house is like going saying, okay, you're going to prison. I mean, it just wasn't going to happen. So she got herself a job, working at the front desk of a Holiday Inn in Corpus Christi, Texas. And she made a friend. She looked like a tiger. She had these incredible green eyes, and she was really tall. And um, it just so happened that she used to have a cougar that used to live in her house with her. And I had remembered the story, yada, yada, yada. And then we got to be friends, and then she invited me over to her house for dinner with her parents. And I said, okay, sure, where do you live? Well, she says, she tells me where she lives, and she lives on the richest street in Corpus Christi. So I go there, they're very nice parents, and you know I hang out with her longer. And then one day I'm having dinner with her dad and the mom and everything, and, I, and he asked me about college. And I said, well, I gave him the story, and I said, but I'm gonna figure out a way to get back because I gotta go to school, I gotta graduate. I, I, I can't stay here. And he looked at me and he says, well, you know, I own an apartment complex in San Marcos, Texas. I'm like, what? He goes, let me make a phone call and, and, and see if, we, if they have any available openings. Well, the next thing you know, I have an interview. And though, of course, the people there were like, oh, great, the, the property owner is calling and some silly girl is going to try to work here. Well, I got the job. Whether or not it was because of who he was, I don't know. But I had a two-bedroom, two-bath apartment for free, which was part of my salary. 
and I made $5 an hour being a leasing agent. And then I rented uh, one of the rooms to my roommate and the money paid for my tuition and books and the rest of the money I made paid for my livelihood. And that was it. And that's all she wrote. A few years later and a few jobs later, Vera was at home, weeks into her maternity leave, and she got a phone call. A friend of mine that I worked with had called to say, oh, something's going on. Like, really? What do you think it is? Well, I don't know. Word travels fast, so we knew that there was going to be a layoff. And the same friend had access to the IT department via a very close friendship that she had. And there's always a list before there's any kind of a layoff because IT has to know about it first to cut off email and server access, etc. And she called me and she was really upset. She's like, oh my God, Vera, you're on the list. And it was shocking and I, I just, you know, the fear that just drops down to your feet. But it, it was good because it gave me, you know, a good 24 hours to compose myself because exiting out of that, that whole thing gracefully and professionally was really important to me. Still though, the call came the next morning. And even though she knew what was happening, it was impossible not to react. You get, just like everybody else, you get really sweaty and lightheaded. <laughs> Seriously. And, uh, and you just, I, I could not even tell you what was said on the call. All I know is that I got through it, and then I hung up the phone. I don't even remember if I cried or not. I'm, I'm sure I did. To be fair, she does remember a few more details about that call. So I ended up, uh, when my boss called with the HR guy, I ended up making her feel better because she was so upset. So I was like, it's okay, it's a business decision. That happened in the morning on February 6th, around 9.30, 2004. And then in the afternoon is when I started my agency. I sat down at the table and I said, okay, if I'm really gonna do this thing, I need work. Where am I gonna find work? So I just wrote a list of every CEO, VP of marketing, uh, executive that I knew in Austin, Texas at that time that had the ability to give me work. And I reached out to, to him and I had a list of about 30 or 35 people, which was shocking. Like, wow, I didn't know I knew that many people at, at that level. So uh, I reached out to all of them, let them know that I was going out on my own. And um, a couple of them actually had work for me within a week. Hey, David, it's me, Vera. How you doing? Well, yeah, I had, yes, I have a daughter. She's great. She's real good. She's healthy. She's happy. Yes, she's sleeping. Well, you'll never believe what happened. I got laid off. I know. Yes, they can do that. Yes, it is legal. Well, I decided to go out on my own and I'm looking for some work. So I know you moved to a new company and I, um, I know you just started and you may not be able to help me out, but I just wanted to let you know that I'm available. From there, at that table with her new daughter in her arms, Vera slowly built her own advertising agency. I just said I had really gotten to that point, and I think a lot of people do this, that you get to this point in your life where you just say, I'm done. 
I'm going to do it my way now. And I, I'm just going to see what happens. And I just don't care. If I fall flat on my butt, then fine. If not, I'll go find another job. And that's what I did. That was my attitude. I mean, I was scared. And I've the scary part and the fear and the feeling of it dropping down to your feet and feeling lightheaded, that ebbed and flowed for a good seven or eight years. So that didn't go away. But uh, every day, you, you really learn how to live day by day instead of living, oh, next month or two years from now. You just say, okay, tomorrow. It's all I got. Today, the agency that she has built is called 97 Degrees West. And honestly, the term advertising agency doesn't really do it justice. Really what I do is companies come to this agency and they have a problem. And sometimes it's a marketing problem, sometimes it's a business problem, sometimes it's a customer service problem, they just don't know it. And I sit down with them and really help them figure out what the next steps are within their time frame and budget. And a lot of the product that we end up developing for those clients has to do with marketing and branding. Sometimes Vera gets multi-million dollar companies who come and find her after one or two years in business because they genuinely have no idea what to do next. And one of the reasons that she might be good at dealing with that is because she faced a pretty similar situation herself. It was just about three years after she started 97 Degrees West. I already had a couple of employees. I had some clients. And I noticed that, that some things were happening. And it, it was strange because I could see them happening. Like this other person was on my shoulder shaking her head going, tisk, tisk, that is not going to work. And yet there I am just moving blindly forward. Things like not invoicing clients for 30, 60, or 90 days for the work. Weird things. And I thought, okay, I am going to sabotage my business if I don't get some help. And I, there was no, I talked to a couple of people and they, and they wanted specifics. And the only thing I could say was that I felt really frozen. Not in a cold, icky way, but just in a, okay, I'm stuck in some quicksand and I can't get out. And a friend of mine, another prior boss, I talked to her about it, and she said, she goes, you need executive coaching. And I didn't even know what that was. I'd never heard of it. She said, that is exactly what you need. It'll give you a different perspective, and it'll make you work on your stuff. I said, sign me up. So I did. And I worked with my coach for three years, and it, it was life-changing. Vera is pretty straightforward. And she'll be the first to tell you that she's still making it up in a lot of ways. But one thing that is clear is that maybe for the first time ever, she doesn't do things because she has to. Nowadays, she does stuff because she wants to. The luxury of that is just so crazy. I've always been motivated by fear, if, if I'm gonna have a roof over my head or not, gotta have a job, then it was, you know, got to take care of my daughter. Oh, and, and then I'm running a business and now I have employees. And so just recently I've been asking myself, okay, what am I really, really good at? What do I really want to do? And um, there's several things that I've learned about myself. One is I really love to learn. And a lot of people in my life have, have said that, that they've called that 
desire to learn, they've called it, oh, you're never content. Oh, nothing is good enough for you. All of these other phrases, when really it, that was not what it was. It's like, well, I'm always looking for what's next because there's always something new to learn. So I uh, just in the last year went back to Texas State and I'm in a master's degree program and I love it. And my boyfriend tells me, he goes, okay, school for you is a hobby. And he's kind of right, because now I'm all, okay, next I'm gonna get an MBA. Oh, and then I might get a PhD. And why? I don't know, the classes look fun. Isn't that great? Hi, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you love The Grow Show and you like what you heard today, please leave us a review in iTunes. It helps us share The Grow Show with the world.